Today is the first Sunday of Lent. And um, Lent, if you think about Lent, maybe a lot of us aren't used to Lent or celebrating the season of Lent. I like to think of it um, in perspective with Advent. So Advent is a season of preparation leading up to Christmas. And maybe we're more familiar with Advent, but Lent is a season of preparation leading up to Easter. And back in the ancient early church, they, this would be a time where new believers would, um, would prepare for their baptism on Easter. So we had new believers preparing for their baptism, and we had believers that already followed Jesus that were reclaiming their identity. So it's all a season about preparation. And uh, we're going to guide you through that these next six weeks as we, as we look forward to Easter. Um, and we're going to do a couple of different practices And one of the things that we're gonna do, we're gonna do a couple things, but one of the things you might notice, everybody look at this table over here. You might notice something different about it. There's no bread on it, there's no juice on it. And we are gonna fast from communion until Easter Sunday. And that might, you might have a reaction in your body of like, oh my gosh, we can't do that. Like we have communion every Sunday and it's really forming for me. And I get that. It is for me too. I love taking communion every Sunday. But fasting, when we fast from food, we're not saying that we don't need food to survive and we're never going to eat food again. We take it away so for a specific reason, for a specific purpose, to refocus our hearts, to reimagine um, to reorient ourselves. And so that's what we're gonna do for Lent, is we're gonna take this piece of our service away so that on Easter Sunday, we can come with it with fresh eyes. We can come to the table and really celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and his body um, together as a community. So I just wanted to give you a forewarning of that in case you look up during the service and you're like, hold on. Where's the bread? Where's the juice? Um, And also too, to invite you as we sing today, as we worship together as a community, um, just think about preparing ourselves to experience Jesus on Easter morning. God's kindness that leads us to repentance. It's a gift to be revealed something that you need to repent of because you're met not with a condemning father but with embrace. Welcome home. Let's celebrate. As you think about your response to today and as we think through our response in Lent, I want to give you our three challenges as a congregation. Maybe acts of repentance, you could say, uh, as we enter this Lenten season. Lent, historically, was around three practices. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, which is a fancy word for giving. Tithing, or giving away money to the poor. So we have three practices for you around those three things that we're going to do together as a congregation in the next six weeks. Let's start first with fasting. Fasting, we're going to invite you as a congregation to fast together every Friday lunch. Every Friday lunch. 
If you want to be like uh, next level, you could do from Thursday night to Friday dinner. But we're going to invite you to fast every Friday lunch for the next, I think it's only five weeks. Maybe six weeks. If I'm, I think it's five though. For every five weeks on Friday, we want you to fast from lunch. We'll do it all together as a congregation. There'll be promptings for that. We'll suffer together through that. But don't worry, there's a purpose behind this because six weeks from now, when we enter into Holy Week, together we will break our fast, these six or seven weeks together, with the story of God, which we're planning on doing, to start Holy Week on uh, Monday, Thursday, and then, and then Good Friday. And so we want to invite you to fast with us and then to break that fast together with the story of God at the very end of these five or six weeks. The second thing is prayer is prayer. We're going to invite you as a congregation to pray all together around 8 p.m. each night. A really simple prayer. It's the prayer of Compline from the Anglican tradition. If you're with us a couple uh, months ago at this point, or maybe a month ago now, uh, Bree Snow, who, who came and equipped us for a night, she led us through evening prayer. And there's this really special prayer that has been on my heart, on the heart of many in our congregation in different ways, and I think it's fitting for a moment in our world of chaos and war. It's this simple prayer. Me and Clark say it together most nights before bed. We call it our special prayer. Or for my daughter, Cosette, our special prayer. But the prayer is this. And I'll send this out, so don't worry. You don't have to write it down. It's keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night. And give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend to the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Clark, do you want to finish the last couple words? Give rest to the weary. Would you bless the dying? Would you soothe the suffering? Do you remember the next part, Clark? Would you soothe the suffering? Would you pity the afflicted? And would you shield the joyous? All for your love's sake. That's the prayer. Every night at 8 p.m. as you're going to bed yourself, maybe you're not going to bed at 8 p.m., but if you're smart, you are. Around 8 p.m., you're putting your kids down or you're getting ready to go to sleep with another person. You could even do it on, on a Zoom call or get together with people one time a week, whatever it is. But every night for the next... 40-ish days, that same prayer together as a congregation. And the last thing is giving. As you know, there's a war happening in our world that we prayed about last week. We ask for God to intervene, to turn hearts to himself. Uh, SOMA, which is the family of churches that we're a part of across the United States and the world, we actually have some churches that are in Eastern Europe where much of the conflict is happening. And SOMA as a whole has put together a Ukraine fund to funnel resources to churches that are on these different borders receiving refugees and offering care. And the, the, the need is really urgent, what I'm told. So far, I saw this morning, 1.5 million Ukrainians have fled their country. And there are faithful little missional communities scattered as the church always does, caring for the most vulnerable. So we get to play a role in that. 
I'm going to send out the link for you and what it looked like to give towards that account. We didn't do an offer, an Advent offering this year. And to be frank, I don't think we did the Mio family. That's my family. We didn't do a very good job of being generous in the month of December. We just didn't. It's a confession. But I think the Lord is prompting us, hey, what if we were to give to this fund instead as an act of repentance? Last week, Nate Hughes mentioned Josiah Venture also has a fund. If you have a, connect, a specific connection with Josiah Venture, you're welcome to happily give to that. I actually, I was talking to Nate, I actually think a lot of the churches are the same churches caring for people that are that are, are in need. I have more information that I can't share, but I'd love to share privately with you around what are the things we're going to be using these funds for, but they're going to be given to churches to care for those who are fleeing war. And this is our moment as a church to play a small role as the global church does its work as it's done for 2,000 years of entering into the most painful points of our culture and our history. So let's pray now for uh, Ukraine. Let's pray over these three challenges of prayer, fasting, and giving. And then as a benediction today, Kenny is going to send us out with a new song of new wine. Let's pray. Our Lord Jesus, you do keep watch over those who work and watch and weep You do tend to the sick. You give rest to the weary. You soothe the suffering. You pity the afflicted. Lord Jesus, you even shield us in our joy. We ask now that you'd be with those who are fleeing war and violence, that your church would play their missionary role to be in this moment in time a hospital for the sick, a refuge for the poor, peace in the midst of chaos. God, would we play our role faithfully as a church here? whether that's financially or in prayer, God, would we play our role knowing that Jesus, you are Lord of all and you've invited us to care as an extension of your hands and feet to those who are in most need. Would we step into that as an act of repentance, of return to you? Would we fast together and would we pray together so that we might be formed and shaped in your story and so the world might get a taste, God, just a taste of what you're like and the banquet that is to come. As we sing this song, we're sent out this Lenten season to start. Would you mold and shape our hearts that really, truly new wine would come forth and a new work of your spirit would happen in our midst. And in Jesus' name, amen.